Are you ready? Um, maybe. Okay. Are you ready? Of Ashland lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now this here be the main show episode where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ruddy eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain... Permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Come Yay. aboard. Yay. And bring your friends with you. If they be knitting friends or Star Wars fan friends. Or right. Just bring them aboard. Mm-hmm. The more the merrier. We have room. It's a big ship. Yes. Really big. The best ship of all. Okay. Mm. Welcome, everyone, to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is the main show. My name is still Jeff Roney. Yes. And I am joined by the lovely, the wondrous... Colleen Roney. Who's just had a wonderful vacation mm-hmm. in betwixt job changes. Yes. So. And our little dog is here. She's leering or looking patiently at me, wondering what I'm doing. And uh, she's doing fine. I want to thank everyone for the kind words about our first dog lady. She's an important part of our podcast and the pirate ship where all the good pirates live. Yep. All right. This is podcast episode 212, the show notes with all the links and pictures and cool stuff you can find at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 212. We will be discussing the episode called The Tower. Yes. And But first, we do need to do a little bit of news. Aye, it's time for some Once Upon a Time news. First off, it's been a little strange. There was some kind of Twitter things back and forth. In California, you have one thing that's fairly... It happens a lot more than in other parts of the country, although it's happening in more parts of the world of the country. We get earthquakes. Mm-hmm. We had an earthquake on St. Patrick's Day in yep. the L.A. area. Yep. And then we had one last night. And two so, of them. Actually, yeah, two, two good-sized ones. Mm-hmm. We only felt one and then supposedly like 18 aftershocks. So we're okay. We're fine. Lady, I think, was going to go bite and, and <laughs> protect us from the earthquake, whatever she thought it was. But she did uh, literally kind of freak out. Yeah, she did. I used that. Uh-oh. Get, get under the table. Get under the table. We need to turn on the news. Thank you. Coming up, more problems for a troubled Earthquake. Yep. We're having an earthquake. Okay, it appears to have stopped. Um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump right now to the, to, yeah, to the U.S. Geological Survey. Uh, let's get right on that right now. That felt very uh, close. Very strong. Yeah, let's get right on that. An earthquake? I had to make a statement, and you're fine. So do you think they bought it? Yeah, I think they did. Good. Nice work. We did buy it, Regina. Thanks we a lot. Totally did. For, uh, we totally did. For your earthquakes and your statements. So... Anyhow, we, we are fine, but it's just one of the things living in California. Yeah. And like I said, in other parts of the country, too. We're not the only ones anymore, but we are fine. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, this was sort of shocking and sort of not, is the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland show is canceled. Yeah, that was kind of sad news. So 
I really enjoyed the nave, and I know. there were certain parts of the story I really enjoyed. But overall, it it didn't hold a candle to Once Upon a Time. Well, it, I'm sorry, it, it's not it the same didn't. show. I mean, it was definitely much darker. Yes, and uh, definitely very different. I mean, a very just very different vibe, very different feel, very different everything. I would like to see the nave. I know you and I yes. talked about this. I'd yep. love to see the nave pop up in in uh, Storybrooke. I'd love to see the Red Queen pop up in Storybrooke. I I am warming up more to her over time. The more uh, is was revealed about her. You know, certain times, certain characters are very thin and they're just one dimensional. It's like this person is evil. But the more you learn about them, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, I love the Robin Hood scenes yeah. a lot in Once Upon a Time I, in Wonderland. Yeah. I think it revealed more of his character. Yeah, it did. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so. that was really cool. Kind of a crossover. So there's nothing that says they can't you know, bring these some of these characters into Once Upon a Time. Which would be great. And if they did bring Jafar into this, holy cow. Yeah. Uh, yep. So. You want to talk about crazy? I mean, we think the Wicked Witch is bad. Wow. Jafar is pretty, pretty darn evil. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyhow, uh, sad to see it go. There were yeah. good parts. and yeah. um, But just the audience wasn't there. And thank goodness there's an audience for Once Upon a Time. Yeah. All right. Another big piece of news is the Once Upon a Time finale episode title is revealed. There's no place like home. That's what it's called. Interesting. So what's home? Where's that at? What does it mean? Which home? Storybrooke? Fairytale world? Right. Or maybe home is where the heart is. Right. Possibly. Because that is a very... Famous saying. Yes. All right, Uh, so we will continue on, and the one thing I did want to mention is I would really like for you to take our hobby survey. This is very important, and we don't ask a lot, but I'm going to be asking more these days. You don't have to leave your name, but I would like you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash Hobby survey, all one word at the end there, and take our survey. What I want to know, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? What what websites and what communities are you a part of? What other podcasts that fit that hobby do you listen to? I want to find out more about what our listeners are involved in, what they enjoy, what they like, where do they go on the internet. Anyway, mm-hmm. so please go there. It's once upon a time podcast.com slash hobby survey. Right. And and just so everybody knows, we're not trying to like sell you anything at all. That's no. not the that's nope. not the point of this. We're not gonna sell your information to anybody either. Well we're just curious. Right. And the the fact is you don't have to leave your name. Exactly. You don't have to leave your email. I just want to know what hobbies you are do you do that you enjoy, that you're passionate about, where you go, where you shop online, what kind of communities are you part of and also what other podcasts that you listen to. I am interested. Yeah. So I appreciate that. We will continue on. We have, I have all kinds of soundboards ready to go. Goodies and things. Today. Oh, I have all kinds of goodies th- oh, this good. time. Lots of, uh, lots of work to get on. So we just did watch the episode again, mm-hmm. The Tower. Yes. And uh, was there a lot of things that we wanted to discuss, or did you want to touch there on some things? There were a couple things? things that I definitely okay. wanted to talk about. Because if not, there's a whole bunch of yeah, things. Yeah, there's just a couple little things okay, that I think good. were, you know. Cool. Uh, now this here be Views from the Deck. Take it away, Coppin and First Mate. And... The first dog is laying on the bottom mm-hmm. of the uh, mic stand, so you may hear some bumping and bumping stuff, and rustling. Yeah. All right, so what did you want to? Well, the first thing that I wanted to bring up because I we didn't really talk about it much before was when Zelina goes down into the cellar and she opens Rumple's cage to give him a shave. 
We talked about the shave part, but what we didn't talk about was how she opened the lock. Yes. She waved her hand in front of it. Kind of a Jedi move, Mm -hmm. but it was more, to me, almost felt like a blood lock. So if that's the case, then, um, then that also then transferred to the end of the episode where Rumpel's cage was basically unlocked. Although it looked like it had been like broken, almost right. like forcefully broken, but getting out of the cellar, I would imagine that was also a bloodlock as well. It, and if that's the case, how did he get out of that? Because he didn't break the lock. Those are those are big questions, and there's a couple of feedbacks that kind of discuss that. Um, well, I'll tell you so. before I even hear those feedbacks. What I think is that I think it confirms, or at least leads us down the path towards. Um, a more likely scenario, which we've already discussed, which is that Rumple is her father, mm-hmm. that yep. she really is Cora's firstborn daughter, and she really is Rumple's daughter that Cora didn't tell him she had. Yep. And my assumption is that if that's the case, that's why he was able to get out of that lock. Yes. And she also mentioned something about <clears throat> getting something that she didn't have time to wait for Rumple to get. Right. So something what he'd could been that searching be? for. Well, parents, here's the thing. Well, yeah, could child. it be parents? Because he was looking for his. So. He'd been looking for his. Well, I don't know if he'd been looking for his father, but he, you know, had missed his father the whole time. He never talked about his mother. Right. We don't know about his mother. Mm-hmm. She. He was looking for Bay for a very long right. time. So is she looking for a child? Her own child, and that, is she, or is she the child looking for her parents? She found Cora, and Cora's dead. So it does she? I mean, and she knew Cora was her mother, supposedly. If that's the case, let's assume that it is. Then is she looking for who her father is? Yep. Because she knows that the one that was in uh, Oz is not her real father. Maybe she doesn't realize it, or maybe she's assuming Rumple. I don't know. It's there's so many pl- ways they could play this out. And so that's, but that is interesting. What exactly is she looking for? Mm-hmm. Something that he's been looking for. He was also looking for um, courage, basically, right? Because right. he's right. a coward. Power, courage. Power and courage. And yep. maybe she's looking to have the power now herself. Another thing that really threw me off, and I, I, I don't, I don't like to, well, anyway, uh, I don't know how it seemed to me that that, return scene when Rapunzel returned mm-hmm. to the kingdom where her parents were. Yep. It sort of looked like Snow's where Snow's mother was. Uh, sort of, kind of. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention so, to the exterior or the, you know, the, the I could be room. wrong on that. But for sure, because the way Charming and Snow were talking about this new child then this must have happened after the discussion in Storybrooke. Then how did they get there? No, no, no. What discussion in Storybrooke? When they were talking midwife? No, 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 no. She knew she was pregnant before she went to Storybrooke. She told him she was pregnant. Okay. Right? She told him that that morning that she was pregnant. First, okay. No, no, no. I I still wonder how they're getting there. I wonder how everybody, what were they waiting for? Was it a wake? That was my other point. Tell me me how they knew to be dressed up in their finest clothing Mm -hmm. to be waiting for Rapunzel to come home. When she had no idea where David was. She even asked him, where were you all night? night?" How in the world did they all know to just be there for a, a ball, unless, for a, a welcoming home? Do unless you somehow they they were alerted and were waiting for her to return, and she was kidding with him. I, so somehow I don't think anyway. so. I think it's a big fat plot hole. If you ask me, we and we didn't. It just doesn't make any sense at all. It makes zero sense. It was a it was a scene that, and the weird part about it, the thing that just weirded me out a little bit was the first two people that you see in that scene when they walk through are Regina and Belle. Yeah. I mean, they just, and then they parted and there's the king and queen. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what? That that was the only thing about this episode that just really kind of, well, it's something about this episode that really just kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, wait, how did they all know to be there? That's yeah. kind of a random weird, and how much time has passed? Supposedly it's been overnight. What the heck? It's just, it made no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. It's just a, a big, big plot hole in my opinion. 
Yes, indeed. And like, I still love the show. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing on the show. Yeah, this not was a, on the episode. It was a very interesting episode. It was very odd. Yeah. Com- comparatively speaking. But I understand where they're going with it. And I get the whole, she's trying to steal the courage, but what does she need the courage for? She needs courage for something. So what does she need it for? Right. And we may have some answers here as we continue on. There's a lot of great theories of a lot of great uh, things coming. Cool. But uh, But those are the two big things I wanted to talk about. Because, I mean, we we pretty much hit on all the other points, I think, of the whole um, episode in the first first thoughts. But... The one other connection with uh, the storm cellar where she was holding Rumple is it did look like uh, Silence of the Lambs, too, because there was a scene where um, Anthony Hopkins' character, uh, Hannibal, Lecter. Hannibal Lecter, was in this cage mm-hmm. in this middle of this room. And, and that's mm-hmm. what it, another thing that kind of reminds hmm. Again, following with the horror and the <clears throat> suspenseful kind of a genre that uh, we were... Well, Regina thinking. even said there was black magic down there. Can't yes. you feel it? And Emma's like, I don't know what I feel, but it's not good. So it's kind of funny that she doesn't quite have that sense, whereas he, Regina obviously can... And it's interesting that Regina would refer to that, would refer to that as black magic, which sh- her magic, of course, is not then, if that's the case. So we're talking Jedi versus, mm-hmm. you know, Sith here again. And it's uh, interesting that Regina even recognizes there's black magic. And as, you know, as evil as she supposedly is, she's not even close to being as evil as, you know, Wicked Witch. Yep. And um, I'm very happy. That so many people are enjoying this new relationship and, friendship that regina is having with snow yeah and emma as well well yeah I mean, they're all getting along they're all getting along they're family now and that makes me happy makes me happy too like a room without a roof yeah yes all right Pharrell. <laughs> so we will we will continue on with uh a few squawks <laughs> this here be the social media squawks and that includes comments on the blog as well just saying. I want to thank Amanda for leaving her thoughts on our Facebook page mm-hmm. at facebook.com slash O-U-A-T podcast. And she was talking about a lot of parallels between Hook and Han Solo. Come on, admit it. Sometimes you think I'm all right. Occasionally, Maybe. When you aren't acting like a scoundrel. Scoundrel? Scoundrel? I like the sound of that. Because Hook and Han Solo both are confident. They're mm-hmm. adventurers. Mm-hmm. They love a challenge. And they love their vessels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amanda pointed out that uh, she that Han, Han lent his ship away. Mm-hmm. For the greater good. And also, Hook used his ship outside of his normal traversing around to save Henry. Right, right. So he, he was... Anyway, there, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. And, uh, Sounds I, like it. Definitely my, uh, another listener, would agree as well on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got a, a boatload, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. of feedback. We love it. It's not a problem, but I just want to say up front, we won't be able to cover everything. I'm just trying to pull out certain things here and there, and uh, please understand that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the entire message on the uh, show notes so that you well, let's can Let's get into it then, out. since we have so, so much. I'm, let's I'm, just keep going. going. So on Twitter, at you can get to us at, at O-U-A-T podcast, Manny said that uh, nine-month caption in the show also told us how far along Mary Margaret uh, Snow is in her pregnancy in present-day Storybrooke, as well as telling us the events in the tower took place in the third month that they were in fairytale land. Mm-hmm. He also mentioned the shaving scene also foreshadowed um, something, getting the blood for the blood magic lock on the um, on that little safe and 
Apparently, after the Ashley incident, Mr. Gold began to lock his safe with a blood curse for added security. So that's yeah, an interesting good point. point he brings out. Good point. And uh, he, he corrected me, and it's fine. The, the line was, uh, a bit demanding, isn't she, Hook said. Yes. The midwife, I mean. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. That's what that was. I, I, I recognize that again when we were watching. So, yeah. Manny also mentioned that uh, Friar Tuck uh, talked about the night route. Mm-hmm. And perhaps and that's an ingredient needed in one of Zelina's potions, and it doesn't grow in the Storybrooks realm. So that's why she took it from gold. Yeah, it's possible. But how did she know it was there? It's well, yeah, still... she has to know about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so Robin Hood says he he doesn't dabble in magic unless he has to. Right. The other Robin Hood uh, previous actor, I think that's what Manny means, couldn't stop expressing how much he loved magic huh. in Rumpel's castle as he stole a magic wand and that his bow was enchanted. Oh, interesting. So. Either Robin Hood's lying or whatever. Or he's uh, changed his mind. Yes. So we got a message from Chuck as well. Hi, Chuck. Uh, I find the last, uh, let's see, are we looking, to, he was talking about the um, the cup, up through the cup looking at Zelina when she was making the tea. Are we looking down at her distorted reflection in the tea or looking up from the bottom uh, of the teacup at her? A neat camera angle. I think they were looking up because when the cup moves, you can see her face around it. So, that's and that's I a think. possibility. I, and that's where it's like it's so tough to it's so because it could be either direction. But um, that was another thing I wanted to really quickly point out is that we didn't point out the fact that when she made the teacups, when she grabbed the three, she grabbed a very distinct blue one for him and her and Mary Margaret's cups were both kind of white with patterns on them. So it was very easy to tell which one was which. So there's no confusing which one she put the night root in. Yep. All right. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, in a lot of stories, in a lot of things, they put it in the same cup and then they get it all switched and then somebody drinks the wrong one. This yep. time there was no getting, there was no way that was going to happen. Yep. All right. So my has sent in an email as well. Uh, she's talking about Emma's princess dress had swan feathers on it and it was gorgeous. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I agree. It was very beautiful. Also the doll of the night was missing from her nursery, but the pirate slash naval officer is still there. I did not get a look at that, but it looks like my did basically means that if charming isn't able to protect her or can't be there for her, she still has Killian. Those dolls were there in the pilot and were there again in the tower. Interesting. Uh, also, the Captain Swan theme played in the background of her heart to heart. Also, I just want to add this really. I love the reworking of Emma's theme in the daddy dancing scene. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. really, really pretty. So uh, hats off to Mark Isham for that. Yes. All right. Back to the email. Plus, it's a bit of a reference to the Princess Bride, other than mm-hmm. the reference to the Wizard of Oz. Emma, you're glad I got my heart broken hook if it can be broken that means it still works and she's um, paralleling it with buttercup saying you mock my pain and wesley says life is pain highness anyone who says differently is selling something Mm -hmm. so all right uh also she one of her favorite lines in here is emma said i'd like to see one of those flying monstrosities get past granny's crossbow yeah and hook said and her lunch special so (laughs) I missed the and her lunch special. That's pretty funny. There's that. Hi, Captain. I see some email coming our way. We have a number of emails as well. And this is from Mandy. And she brought up the fact uh, of uh, Zelina wouldn't have to use any sort of magic uh, to get past the door. Um, pass a blood curse because they were family, and that's that's right. That's mm-hmm. kind of where that's where we're at right yeah. now. So, thank you, Mandy, for writing in. Yeah. And Mandy's been a listener for a long time. Yeah. All right, and this is my's. Uh, my had a post on the blog as well as an email. So this is her email. I misspoke earlier. Sorry. Um, she mentioned that it was very creepily photographed, and I totally agree. It was very kind of an homage to a lot of different horror film mm-hmm. styles. And here here we go. So 
she says, Zelina and the original three. We've said Rumpel could be the wizard and Snow's child or Belle could be Dorothy. But I think it goes this way. Charming is the cowardly lion. Mm-hmm. Hook is the tin man. Hmm. Rumpel is the scarecrow. Hmm. Um, because he's acting like a crazy man. Right. He's, and he's spinning straw into gold. Right. So that, that, that kind of fits. Okay. And Emma's Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. kind of, people have really talked about that for a long time. It's very uh, kind of obvious. And uh, her friend actually came up with that on her Tumblr account. So okay. I'm going to, uh, there will be a post to, or a link to that in the show notes. Another important thing is that the three leading men of the show, Charming, Rumple, and Hook, mm-hmm. are going to be the three who are the Lion, Tin Man, and the Scarecrow. Zelina mm-hmm. is not taking the actual objects, but the objects that symbolize them. Right. Well, even Regina said yeah. that the Courage went into the... Mm-hmm. It went into the hilt, and she, then she took the hilt. Mm-hmm. She called it a totem. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, uh, a very powerful totem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dagger represents Rumple going from town coward to the dark one. Mm-hmm. The sword represents Charming going from a shepherd to knight and prince, and mm-hmm. that's actually what his alter ego said to him. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. yeah. The hook represents Killian going from pirate to villain. Mm-hmm. Another hint to Killian Jones being the Tin Man uh, is the the heart uh, discussion of if it's if the heart is broken, it means it still works. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and the Tin Man said, uh, "Now, now I know I have a heart because it's breaking." So, very good, excellent, excellent points. Yeah, great points. Uh, Chuck sent it, sent in an email. Thank you for that, Chuck. Uh, when Charming was fighting the physical form of his fear, the fear had an attitude. And voice that reminded me of the Kurgan from Highlander. And I remember hmm. seeing the Highlander, but I don't recall that. But and I'm certainly not saying that's not no, the case. And actually, you know what it reminded me of? It was his twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. It was kind of that's the same attitude point, yeah. of his twin. It didn't have the same voice, but it had a, kind of an attitude like the twin. Regina feels the people of Storybrooke is a family to her very nice plus regina appears to be at a party welcoming rapunzel back to her parents and we talked about that nice to see regina is being included Mm -hmm. and that's true because normally we've noticed when she appears somewhere everyone's like screaming afraid terrified yeah 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 Especially going back to the pilot, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Is Zelina collecting courage, the lion, smarts, scarecrow, and, and heart, the tin woodsman, to create a spell or potion? Who would represent brains? Uh, Mr. Gold, the heart, snow. Uh, so I believe the potion will be used by Zelina to achieve her ultimate goal, whatever that would be. Right. I believe Z- Zelina's backstory is she will be the Dorothy character. Could be uh, an unhappy daughter, stepdaughter of a drunk, poor carnival man, Professor Marvel, possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She learns her skills of manipulation from him. She longs for a better life and somehow ends up in Oz. She stumbles upon a source of magic, the emerald necklace, mm-hmm. perhaps, and becomes a green, wicked witch. All right. Thank you so much for that, Chuck. Very good points. A lot of very interesting things. Yeah. He also has some silly thoughts. Why didn't Charming look for a door before climbing the wall of the tower? Uh, Will we see Zelina ride her bike of uh, the uh, Mrs. or Miss Gulch? Mm Mm-hmm. That was for Manny. Eek. He said he, he will take that theme to his grave. Poor Manny. <laughs> don't be scared. Yeah, don't be scared. Don't drink the night root either. That's bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, characters in the Enchanted Forest remark about missing some of their luxuries they enjoyed back in Storybook. That's what he uh, wishes they would do, like hot showers, mm-hmm. or cell phones, granny's burgers, <laughs> hot coffee, lasagna, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Chuck also sent a little short uh, message back. Uh, he said, okay, revision, Snow and Charming's baby will be a symbol of heart. And that definitely could be. Yeah. Uh, for brains, it may turn out to be something representing knowledge, possibly the book Snow gave Henry that had everyone's stories. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't that get burned up, though? 
Or am I mis- am I uh, the the smoke seemed to encircle it, and then there's been some discussion that maybe it survived. So okay, yes. All right. Uh, this is Dan from Boston. Hey, Dan. Thanks so much for this email here. He was talking about uh, David and his alter ego there mm-hmm. in the cloak. Uh, the figure looked like the emperor also in the Revenge of the Sith, plus David choking. Uh, David was Darth Vader straight out of the first scene in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings reference uh, the broken sword to defeat the foe, a.k.a. the one that cut off Sauron's, Sauron's ring finger in the, um, the Fellowship. Ah, my favorite scene in the whole movie right there. All right, number three, uh, Zelina referring to her father as a drunken and worse fiend. Hmm. And uh, the the fabulous Heath Ledger mm. uh, had a great, uh, great story. You want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night, he goes off crazier than usual. We'll stop there. I don't want anyone to get really scared. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we will continue. So the David scaling the tower reminds uh, him of the Batman uh, with mm-hmm. the grappling hooks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Zelina's quip to Regina in uh, Witch Hunt was, why so serious? And uh, Zelina with the dark dagger... Uh, giving Rumpel a shave, looking a bit like uh, Helena Bottom Carter and Sweeney Todd, don't mm, you think? Yeah, yeah. You're a, you're a big Sweeney Todd fan. Yeah. For sure. Well, then, yeah, Johnny Depp version, of course. Yeah, of, mm-hmm. of course. And um, so, as an aside, it must have been multiple takes to get that great scene, shaving without cream with a plastic dagger, <clears throat> with a plastic dagger, and... Uh, he said it's only a model. So like, Camelot. 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 It's only a model. There you go. <laughs> that was that was the scene he was talking about. So Actually thank I'll you. bet you anything that dagger's not plastic. I'll bet it is metal, but Yeesh. it is dull as, yeah, as scary. It can barely cut through butter is what I'm guessing. Take care of take care of uh, Robert's face. Mm-hmm. Don't don't cut it. Yeah, don't cut it. All right. Uh, what if Zelina is taking I'm sorry, uh with the shaving scene, the father, if they are in fact father and daughter, then the line from Ferris Bueller came to mind while watching this. Hmm. So that's how it is in their family. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Uh, Zelina's taking an interest in charming expectant baby is because, wait for it, the baby is in fact Zelina herself. <laughs> okay. Uh, it could be. Hey. They have crazy things, man. I don't know. Um, uh, all right. Uh, so also he mentioned that uh, there were some firefighters that lost their lives. So um, back in um, a little earlier this week. So we mm. want to send thoughts and prayers to them. Uh, there's also a real beautiful prayer that he included. I'm going to put in the show notes for okay. you guys to read. This is an email from Brad. Um, and uh, Brad, I'm glad lady had no complications. So are we. And she's. She's sleeping now. She was whining a moment ago. I didn't know people would hear her or think it was my stomach growling. I don't know. (laughs) So here are some things he learned from the tower. Number one, what drew Emma to Walsh was a proper vanity set. Okay. (laughs) Number two, always appreciate your jailer. That's true. (laughs) Number three, weaponry can be used as shaving tools. Who knew that a dark one dagger, you know, in a pinch. Mm Mm-hmm. So number four, David is a berry connoisseur, and <laughs> and he also mentioned that he worked at the uh, animal shelter too. Yeah. Number five, you never know what secrets you'll find in someone else's quiver. You darn too. Oh yeah. Either a little flask or gold tip barrels. You never know. Number <laughs> number six, Regina's daycare service is open for business. <laughs> Number seven, flying monkeys plus granny's crossbow equals target practice. <laughs> Number eight, never hold a woman's hand during pregnancy unless you have 30 years to recover. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> she must have a grip. 
Number nine, while being choked, David does a great back, Batman impression. That's funny. <laughs> Number 10. That was creepy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Batman. That's more realistic there. All right. Uh, number 10, Killian uses his hook like an iPhone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so here's some observations from Brad. Everything in this episode was great except for Rapunzel. She was just a woman with long hair that served no purpose. You know, as much as I try and be half full cup guy, you're absolutely right. I, I still don't know why. The only thing I can think of is maybe she's part of the three heart something, but I don't think so. No, no, I believe honestly it was just a a mechanism to explain how the night route worked and so that we would understand what was going to happen with David, even though he didn't know it was going to happen because he'd forgotten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just being real. We aren't hating. I'm just being real. So there's that. There wasn't even a real witch. She put herself in the tower. I thought mm-hmm. she could have been so much more, but it seems like they just turned her into a throwaway character. I see her taking the same route as Ashley, Catherine, or Ariel. Wow. Uh, I hope not, but uh, I see your point. Or maybe even worse, be subject to just one episode like Gaston, Hansel and Gretel, Nova, or Sir Lancelot. You know, let, let's go back to that for half a second. They've never even talked about half these people. Mm-hmm. That, like, Catherine was such an integral part of season one. Right. And just vanished into nothingness. And and Snow really said, you know, Lancelot saved me and helped me out, and I know him, and there was this, you know, so. Right. Uh, I will continue. And Nova was Dreamy's love. I know, I know. Man. I will continue. Uh, you could have removed her part in this episode entirely, and it wouldn't have even made a difference. So I'm kind of disappointed in her first appearance. Hopefully they proved me wrong and this won't be the last time we see her. I hope so as well. Yeah, never know. While Zelina is talking with snow, she says he caught you in a net. I believe this may be a reference to lost in episode 22. Jack tells Sawyer him and Kate were caught in a net. And that was, um, the, the French lady. Uh, Danielle Rousseau. Yep. Danielle. But no, no, no. You know what that was? Do you know what that scene between her and Mary Margaret and Zelina was? Yeah, yeah it was about snowfalls. Exactly. It yeah, was yeah, her yeah. telling she, the story. Mm-hmm, how did yep. you meet? That's how, exactly yeah, sure. what that was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, you know, I mean, I love snow. I always get myself in trouble when I say this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But my favorite snow scene was when she was in that rope net. Mm-hmm. Just. And it sounds weird that the cute little face in the net when she was pulling it away, trying to talk to him. She mm-hmm. really liked him. Mm-hmm. It was just the cutest thing. I really just the smiley little. I don't know. Well, she is darling. She is. And I just I enjoyed that mm-hmm. little interplay. Mm-hmm. The little, you know, feisty kind of flirty. It just. Yeah. It was just the perfect scene. It was very cute. So the charmers. There you go. That's for you. Exactly. All right. Uh, so uh, let's see. Later in the episode, Sora uses the same term to tell Jack that he slept with Anna Lucia by saying, we got caught in a net. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regina had a smile on her face uh, and it was revealed when it was revealed that Rumpel was alive. Is that the is the real fun about to begin? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think she's missed her. Foe and friend, Rumpelstiltskin. Her mentor. Her imp, Rumpelstiltskin. She loves to call mm-hmm. him that. She does. Uh, while Zelina talked with Rumpelstiltskin, she had her emerald ring on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And while David and Snow, it looks she was wearing some of the green collar brooch. brooch. So yeah, the brooch. She had mm-hmm. the emerald brooch. I can only assume it was made of an emerald as well. So far, every scene of her is she's wearing some type of emerald. Right. And uh, Brad's favorite quote, let's send that witch back to Oz. You know, it's funny. I was watching the promo for the next episode. Yeah. And I thought they were going to say something bad. <laughs> but payback is a witch. It's like, oh, yes. okay. They got, they got. Uh... All right. Uh, so we will continue. On here, 
Uh, Alexandra sent an email. She's a first-time emailer. Nice. Thank you so much for that, Alexandra. And she has an issue with Rumpelstiltskin and the way that he's been portrayed. Oh, I will continue. I do have to mention uh, the spinning because uh, I do have to mention because of the new bit with Rumpel spinning. Okay, that's not how you spin. <laughs> the raw material goes from your hand on the onto the bobbin. You don't pull it out like that. I'm a spinner myself. I live on a small farm in New Hampshire with a flock of sheep. Oh, cute. I spin while watching the show, and I spin while listening to your podcast. Thank you so much. Very cool. We love to help you spin, Alexandra. Yes. A huge pet peeve of mine is that they never bothered to teach Robert Carlyle how to spin at all. Now, let me just interject this here. Supposedly, mm-hmm. they did. Yes. And and They supposedly did have somebody who gave him at least cursory lessons on how to spin we have so a source could... that confirmed that right right but whether they opted and remember he's kind of as the english say dicked in the knob he's very crazy right now bats in the belfry all right so the fact that he's kind of either acting crazy or whatever is still I, that may be part of why he's not spinning properly or because and this is a a very real possibility. It's been so long since he actually did really spin yeah. that he's forgotten how to do it. Probably. They probably and they, need... they didn't do a refresher course. It produ- but I, I hear what she's saying. Yeah. When I see somebody knitting, like I watched a show the other day and somebody was knitting and I'm like, she's not knitting. She's holding those needles in mm-hmm. her hands and she's not even like, she's not knitting at all. But they made her like pull the thread over one. I'm like, that's not even... Whatever. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one more and then I'm gonna stop because I do not want to go off course mm-hmm. here. Guitar playing. Oh yeah, yeah. When you when you learn how to play guitar, you watch people play guitar. Right. And most of the time, these actors look. God bless the actors. That's fine. Got it. But they when they play someone who plays guitar, they rarely are right. Right. It's get the mouth moving right, get the right. singing right, match the track, but don't worry too much about what right, it looks your like hands, on the guitar. Right, because so I, people aren't focusing on that, quote-unquote. But unfortunately, the, the reality right. is there are people who are focusing on yes, that. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Alexandra, again, we hear what you're saying, and I will continue. Every single time a spinning wheel is shown is on the show something is wrong the most obvious instance is that this his great wheel where the point of having a huge wheel like is that the mechanical advantage but the dry band went around the hub of the wheel making the whole thing pointless so it just it doesn't make sense the way they have it put together gotcha i digress spinning is just as important to me and to have a character that I love, who is also love spinning, mm-hmm. and then have him doing it obviously wrong all the time is a bummer. I, yep. I totally get you. I get I, it. Yeah. She should write into the show and say, hey, you know, I know you put effort into making sure things mm-hmm. are more authentic. You might want to make sure somebody teaches him how to spin again. And maybe volunteer. I'm, you know, I you am never certain. Know. I am certain that uh, there are folks connected to the show that listen to our podcast yeah, yeah. so you have heard a very nice listener is yes. is trying to help you yes get everything right yes. um and alexandra wrote in again and said it's lambing season oh she sent pictures two cutest pictures of her holding by her lambs Aww. so cute so i'll include those in the show notes as well and thank very you cool. for that and she says, and yes, I'm an Irish redhead, you ginger hater. And she's winking. So I, <laughs> I don't hate gingers. I yeah, have, have a healthy fear and respect yes. <laughs> for redheads. I just do. Because yeah. so. I'm actually technically a natural ginger, but I don't have my red hair anymore. It's and faded w- what is one of, my, one of my nicknames for you? The Spitfire. Yep. There you go. So yep. thank you, Alexandra, f- so much for that. We really appreciate it. And Marilyn, listener of the show, yeah. 
She joined us also on the hottest day of the year at our meetup yep. in uh, Disneyland a few years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. So thanks so much for that. And she designed our very first logo. So yeah. Thanks for that. Very nice. Uh, all right. She says that now we know that David represents a cowardly lion. Since Zelina now possesses the hilt of his sword and his courage. I'm assuming that Rumpel represents a scarecrow since he seems to have lost his mind. <laughs> or as you said, that I don't want you to repeat. Anyway. What? It's a, also, it's a I know, legitimate I know. British term. I know. And also is associated with straw. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As he said, he wants to spin the madness away. Right. Hmm. Very interesting. That point is... I didn't get that till just now. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the Tin Man will be revealed in the next episode. I am leaning toward it being either Bay or Hook Mm -hmm. because they both lost their hearts to Emma. Mm. But I've been known to be wrong before. Not you, Marilyn. Not you and me. We're never wrong. (laughs) But you know what? It seems to be a very popular theory. So if I'm wrong, I just keep talking and people just get tired and walk away. Uh, your podcast fan, Marilyn. Thank you so much, Thanks, Marilyn. Marilyn. Appreciate that. Uh, P.S. Just saw the announcement uh, that Once Upon a Time in Wonderland has been canceled. Uh, she's not surprised. And she found it to be a pale wannabe of the original once. Yeah. The only character I really enjoyed was the knave. Will, maybe they can figure a way to get to the knave onto once. I totally agree with you. And Red Queen. And I feel the same way. They need to be together. Yep. The knave and the Red Queen need to be together. All right, so here we go with this. Hello, this is... Uh-oh. Sorry, what? Don. Sorry, Don. Why did you I got fidgety. Off? Sorry. Hello, this is Don Juanito, and these are the voicemails. And I just played that with my feet. <laughs> I got this look from my wife, and it reminded me of this. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs> Scared me. Wow. I just, I, <laughs> I was clicking around, and I clicked the wrong button. Oops. This is from Alina. She is sending a voicemail. Hi, Jeff. <clears throat> Hi, Jeff and Colleen. This is Alina. I thought I'd um, call in for a change. The episode of the tire was okay. It wasn't good, um, awesome, but it was good. I liked the parallel be- between Charming in the past and Charming in the present. I liked the theme of this episode that was about conquering your fears. Here are my thoughts about the episode. See, I, see, Snow White is my favorite character besides Regina. And I'm not looking at how they betray her in these episodes, especially with her trusting Zelina too much. But here's well, how I see it. I think so is so afraid of not being a good mother and that they might have to send this child, give this child up, or give her this child that chance like they have to do Emma. That's why I think she's so clingy to Zelina and so clingy to Zelina. And that's why she doesn't see the red flags that's not in it's all. My other thought is, I don't think we saw the last of the, um, Christopher Gorm who played Barsh. I think he's going to be connected to um, Rapunzel. So I don't, Ash is um, right of fun. Considering he was a thief, maybe he stole something from the Wicked Witch and she caught him. And in order in order to spare his life, she he had to do his bidding. That's why I think she sent him to Emma in New York so she went, so Emma couldn't come back. To storybook. I don't know why you're at, on that point. My other three is I think Zelina is going to wind up being a Snow White half sister. I think King Leopold is his fa- her father. I'm never, I'm not ever going to let go of that theory until it's proven wrong. Thanks for listening to my to my own message. Hope you um get to um. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you much, Thanks. Alina, for that. Yeah. 
And I've very good points. Uh, it does make sense that Snow would be nervous mm-hmm. about this new child, right? Because of you know decisions that she made in the past and how things kind of played out, right? And Zelina kind of having all the answers there. Of course, you're going to kind of just throw everything on to right. her and say, "Well, I don't have to worry about anything." No, you don't. Right. I'll take care of everything. Right. So. And I did like the fact that you know she goes, "Maybe we were friends in our you know year mm-hmm. that we lost." You know, and she and he's like, "Yeah, and maybe we weren't." And he's the only one who's logically thinking, "Don't be so trusting." It's a perfect setup. It really, it is. really that is. whole the the curse with the year gone and everything. Uh, it was that was a great plot twist and, and yeah. device. Oh yeah, yeah. And hey, Walsh could be Flynn Rider. You never know. They're pulling yeah. out all the stops, and they could be fitting in anybody. They but pull all kind of people out of the. We don't board. know why that Zelina kept him as her right hand flying monkey. Yeah. Her servant. It'd be interesting to see so. if they show his backstory to, to see who he might be. I don't know. We'll yep. see. We'll see. All right. And, um, you know, Because if we're going to go with the stealing thing, Mm -hmm. he could also be Aladdin, too. If we're going to go with stealing, if we're going to base it on that assumption there, Aladdin. uh, He could have been one of um, uh, Robin's Merry Men, too. Yeah. And that would be interesting because they're on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. We should try to get uh, Little John. Yeah, there's all kinds of possibilities. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. And we'll see who Zelina is really related to. But yeah. it could be. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for that voicemail. Yeah. And now I will go back to my page. This is a voice from our past. I'll let him introduce himself. Okay. Hey, Jeff and Colleen, this is Dave from Michigan. Been a while, uh, but I have been loving this second half of the season and everything they've been doing with it, and I just had to call in with my theory for where they're going with the rest of the season. So everybody's been talking about how uh, they took David's courage this week, and I thought that was great and how this could be, you know, maybe it's the cowardly lion or how. She, what else is she going to take? Um, and that sort of thing. But I think the first thing that we saw that she took was when she brought Rumble back. He has gone, you know, somewhat insane. So maybe she took his brain, which leads me to think that maybe when Neil is found, we're going to find out that she has his heart because those are the three men that are most important in Henry's life. And I believe that Henry is going to be the Dorothy in this story and those four are going to be the ones that are going to have to save the town when Zelina takes Snow's baby to do some horrendous, awful thing to get her revenge on everyone. And so that's my thought process right now is they're slowly building the characters from the Wizard of Oz who are going to eventually defeat the Wicked Witch. That's just my thought process. I'd love to see if you guys have a take on this and see where you go with it. Have a good one. Thanks so much, Dave, yeah, for thanks, that. Dave. And that that definitely that definitely works. Yeah, they've, they've flipped things around. Yeah, they have. It could be a male Dorothy, right? So. It could very well be. It could be that that is the case. Um, if we're gonna go heart, yeah, Bay would be a good option. Yep. So would Henry at this point. Because mm-hmm. Henry had the heart of the truest believer. Right. Then no, that's very good. So I mean. Now, he doesn't anymore because, obviously, he doesn't know what's going on. Right. So who is the most... I don't think there's a true believer in this point. Do you know what I mean? It would be nice if they would really take a left turn and make it Belle. Someone who's loved, even though in the most difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. of being separated and right. death and all this right. kind of thing. What if it's her? What if? What if she's the one that gets the heart in the end? So... Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's what's that's what I love about this show is 
you know, I love to talk theories with people. I do yeah. because they have a view of it. But then you sit down and you talk to somebody else and it's totally different. It's totally the opposite. Right. And it still kind of works. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what's really great about that. It. That is what's really brilliant about this is that there are so many possibilities. And I do like, you know, the theory that it is Bay and that he is it's going to be his heart because, again, you know, he's he she he's right. Those three are the most important people in Henry's life. Right. And his grandparents, mm-hmm. his grandfathers, and his father. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, and definitely. And especially if this is all about fathers, this half. Right. Because it yep. seems to be starting out that way. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then by all means, you know, even the season started out with about fathers. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, if you keep going down that path, that's actually a very plausible and very interesting theory. Absolutely. And uh, here is the next voicemail. The Once Upon a Time fan podcast cleans the mind and soothes the soul. Hello, Jeff and Colleen. This is Brad calling in. We found out this week that David is taking the place of the cowardly lion by having a symbol of his courage taken away. And with Rumpelstiltskin losing his mind and also having an obsession with spinning straw, it's a strong indication that he could be the scarecrow. I wonder if Zelina having the dagger is the same as her having the helm of David's sword. But some have speculated that Rumpelstiltskin could be Zelina's father, but after that sensual shave and the way she spoke of her father, I don't believe that's the case anymore. Speaking of shaving, Zelina seemed to know a lot about it from her father. Now, wouldn't it be ironic if her father was Blackbeard, a man who received his nickname due to his long, thick black beard and fearful looks? Maybe he no longer cared about his appearance after Zelina left. My favorite part of the episode was the great opening scene, where we get to see what Emma would have looked like if she was raised in the Enchanted Forest. Last season, we saw the effect giving up Emma had on Snow, but we never saw how it affected David until now. I love this scene and how his dream was a representation of how he felt inside. I've always thought the connection between him and Emma was weak, and this gave us a little insight as to why that is. David feels guilty that he never taught Emma the basics. She says she has never even attended a ball, something that most princesses would be familiar with. She also asks him to teach her how to dance. The innocence and tenderheartedness of her question showed vulnerability, a trait we rarely see in Emma. It's precious moments like these that form a bond between a father and a daughter. But these moments have been ripped away from David, leaving only guilt and emptiness behind. He feels as though he has failed her, which is echoed by Emma's words. As the wardrobe opens and she is taken away, she yells out to him, Goodbye, Daddy. Now, this hit me pretty hard because that word, Daddy, said goodbye to his little girl that he never saw grow up. The little girl he never got to hear whisper in his ear, I love you, Daddy. This small word may seem insignificant, but to a father, it means everything. Because a daddy takes care of you. He shields and protects you from the world. A daddy loves you unconditionally. A daddy is your hero. This is something that David was never able to be to Emma. So not only did he have to say goodbye to her, he had to say goodbye to being a daddy as well. And when I heard Emma call him that, it just broke my heart. So if anybody listening is a father, take responsibility wisely. Be thankful and cherish every moment because your role is vitally important and will stick with them for the rest of their life. That's it for this week. So until next time, all these voices in my head will be silent when I'm finished with this phone call. Take care, guys. Uh, uh, always, I, I I save these to the end just because it's such a great, um, thoughtful pause. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brad is, is multi-talented, and, mm-hmm. but I, I love uh, his voicemail. Well, I love the insight. Again, you know, I'm not a father never will be and you're not a father right, except for the right. dog but it's not quite the same no and uh and i know that that is you know that's something that we unfortunately just we can't speak to but i'm glad that we have someone like brad who can voice that because i think you know he's right on it's it's very important anybody can be a father but it takes somebody special to be a daddy right 
And I think yeah. that's, um, you know, that, that did break my heart when she called him daddy too. I didn't think of it from his perspective of he never heard that from her before, but I did, you know, think about how heartbreaking it was that she called him daddy as she's being pulled away. Mm-hmm. And granted it was a dream, but I think that that was his secret desire for her to call him daddy. And she, he, she never has. And, and so hopefully she will, but clearly he'll, he'll have another shot with this new baby. And hopefully that's the, you know, not an issue that they will have a shot with this new baby. Yeah. Also, I think uh, the Blackbeard reference is genius. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it, but we know that Blackbeard is coming. And so it's a perfect tie in for sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm on board as they would say. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thanks again so much, Brad. And, uh, just, uh, great stuff as always. We had one more voicemail that came in last minute. So here we go. Hey, everyone. It's Tyler. Um, just calling in to give my thoughts on this most recent episode of Once Upon a Time. Um, it was pretty darn awesome, and it got me trying to think, uh, who is going to represent each of the characters from the classic tale of Wizard of Oz. Uh, it appears as if um, Charming is going to be the storybook version of the Cowardly Lion, um, but I am curious as to who the Tin Man and the Scarecrow will be. Uh, my guess is that they will be some combination of Captain Hook and Robin Hood. The reason for that guess is because the three of them have been um, working together so far uh, in town uh, with Emma. And my guess is that Emma will be Dorothy. Uh, this is just my guess. Uh, we will be considering Regina to be the Wicked Witch of the East, even though she isn't really... And I'm guessing that they're going to go with, um, if we see more of Blue, that she will be Glinda, um, and that Rumple will be Oz in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but I want to know how he, who busted him out, because the way that the, bro- the lock is broken makes me assume that someone busted him out of his cell as opposed to someone just, as opposed to him letting himself out or something. Cause it looked as if someone cut it with a, uh, like a wire cutter, uh, or, you know, lock cutter. Um, but that's kind of where my mind is going after this episode. I did really love, uh, the episode and I did like the representation of Rapunzel. Kind of hope we get to see her again. That's it for today, folks. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so Thanks, much, Tyler, Tyler, for that. And uh, you're right. It, it could be anyone. It's like spinning one of those wheels. Dun, 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 There's dun, so dun, many dun, dun. possibilities. And who, we've had a number of, of different options that I think are pretty plausible. So it'll be real interesting to see how they actually play out. Thank you again for that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, you know, I, to, to be honest, I don't know. I, I don't know who I think in the cowardly line could be charming. You know, but the way the way it all kind of, I mean, th- that's obvious with the hilt of the sword. Right. But the rest of them, I meant, is I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, that's yeah. I mean, there's there's so many good points for all of the things we've heard. So yep. we'll have to see where they play it out. Well, but anyway, Toto, we're home, home, and this is my room, and you're all here. And I'm not going to leave here ever, ever again, because I love you all. And, oh, Annie M., there's no place like home. I don't want to start crying. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Hold it. That was was great. Mm -hmm. Great scene. So, anyway, thank you all for listening. And uh, the next episode is called Quiet Minds. Mm. quiet minds hmm. very interesting hmm. so uh, don't forget to tweet while you listen to our podcast we really appreciate that 
If you have not left a five-star review or rating for us Mm -hmm. on iTunes, please do that. If you are new, we really appreciate um, a rating and review. And if it's a five-star, it helps us to get seen, and um, uh, we appreciate that. If you do any Amazon shopping, please use our store. It's store.onceuponatimepodcast.com. I want to send big love out to everybody. However you listen to us, however you found us, big love is so big that you can't keep it all. Take what you need and pass it on to somebody else. That's what life is about. Mm -hmm. So again, until we do our first thoughts about quiet minds, we're going to trim our sails. Is that the right thing? And move on. I'm not a sailor. I'm I'm afraid I don't know, but but sounds right. We're going to sail on, everybody. So thanks again for joining us. Tell a friend or two, and we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626 So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all and we'll see you later. With me, good eye of course. <laughs>